0: Defenders, how the heck you doing? Welcome to Roll Flip Defend. I am
1: Casey.
2: I'm Lara. I'm Will. I'm Hannah.
0: And we are defend the table. Sadly, apart again. I had I had a thought the other day, and I told Lara. I was like, I was super glad that that like we did our thing, and it was good to see you guys. But the like, my mind because it's about to be September automatically starts thinking about Gen Con and I'm like it's so weird that I don't have like uh, I walked the floor and I, this booth was dope like in right. my head
1: we were just driving down the road and he's like I miss Gen Con and I was like where did that even come from <laughs> <I> <laughs> it was truthful well. I agreed with it but it was just it was yeah. It was one of those dead silent moments in the car where nothing was really happening <laughs> and then it's just I miss Gen Con
0: that's cause my head does stuff man <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
2: That's not something to be sorry for.
0: No. Nope, yeah. Not at all, right. all. So how you guys doing? I'm all right. Kind of a calm
3: week.
2: No. Uh, that's not a word I would have used for. It, but...
3: <laughs> my week was fine. I don't know what your problem is. You sound... <laughs> yeah, so my week is fine. I don't know what your problem <laughs>
0: Did you guys get to? Uh, did you get uh, play anything?
3: I was trying to think. I don't think we did this week. I played D and D. Our um, friend, our guy group, got back together and played D and D.
2: We played our we played regular
3: alert. normal session. Other than that, I don't think we did this week.
2: No, instead we were fighting with UPS over a crocodile board.
3: Yeah, that was a whole ordeal. Yeah,
2: what happened with that?
3: Uh, that's a good question. I still don't fully understand. Um, but basically they were supposed to deliver it on, uh, actually, we should have talked about this a little bit last week too, but they were supposed to deliver it on Wednesday prior to this past one. And they said they delivered it. It was Mark delivered at 414 and uh, there was no and, sign of it.
2: And we were home.
3: Yeah. Somebody was in the house all day. Mm-hmm. And so I shot them, I, you know, I filed a claim with them, I shot Mayday, an email, because it's the Mayday board, um, and didn't hear anything for the, pretty much the whole rest of the week. I checked the tracking for it on Sunday, I think, and it said, estimated delivery, Tuesday 8.18 by 9 p.m. I was like, all right, so they're looking into it? I don't, I don't know, that's not really helpful. Right. And so Monday, no, Tuesday, it was Tuesday, Tuesday, they show up uh, and while we're out of the house, unfortunately, but mom was here. And uh, apparently whoever was investigating the claim came by and said that the driver had delivered it, but he had delivered it to, like, 4948, Yeah, which our street address is 5013. I don't, like, those aren't even close. Yeah, drastically I mean, <laughs> different. Yeah, no idea what happened. And so apparently they were like, uh, yeah, we're going to go check. And the the neighbor, again, I'll come back to this because this doesn't make sense either. They're like, the neighbor will bring it by in a little while. And so they went down. Yeah, they went down and talked to the neighbor. And uh, apparently he, like, they didn't deliver it to him. But he's like, well, maybe they left it at the front door. And so he checked and happened, quote, happened to look over there and saw it sitting there. So it was and sitting so on the front door
0: for like a week, maybe I don't know.
2: But this is but the neighbor's There's claimed. no way the neighbor it... claimed that he never got it, and then it was magically there,
3: right? And <laughs> there's no real way because it rained like crazy, and the box was not destroyed. The box was still indecent. I mean, it, I mean, it was no. beat up. Yeah, okay. it was beat up. It was oh not yeah, a box that yeah. They're beat up. in the
0: rain for a week. Every time we um, all the ones that we've gotten from them, the boxes just go through hell. I don't understand. Yeah, That's so, so we got it, and
3: it, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Luckily, everything was in well, good condition. We got everything we were supposed to get. It was just a weird situation all around. And then, us uh, UPS came back the next day or two days later, and asked if we got the package. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's here. He's okay. like, All right, sign this. I was like, Okay, sure. What? And that, was, and that was the end of it. It, it was, was like, weird. why didn't you go get the package and bring it back to me? Like your job is supposed yeah, to be,
0: uh, d- your litter- delivery man <laughs> person.
1: Why did my it's, neighbor it's, have to deliver my <laughs> package for me? I
0: had, yeah,
3: I had no idea what that was about. It was I the weirdest. Think. But like I said, you know, not on good. We got it all, and it's fine. That's
0: weird.
1: It's like, it's like me and the damn USPS right now. Every time I order something <laughs> and it's coming through them, it sits in and the Cleveland... And, and it's only you. I'll order
0: something through USPS and I'm fine. Yeah, but it sits in the Cleveland <laughs>
1: Distribution Center for like a week and a half. <laughs> the last thing that I ordered and it came through them, they said that it couldn't be delivered to the house. Like for no reason. They were just like undeliverable resending it or it's sending back to... Uh, the care and so i was like that makes no sense so they and so i sent an email immediately and i'm like um i've been home all day so what do you mean it wasn't deliverable
0: <laughs>
1: and then That's it got crazy. it got sent to our house the next day
0: like, also when you have a covered porch yeah i don't understand how things can ever be undeliverable mm-hmm. right <laughs> like
2: when you guys got your croconole boards was your bag for your Crokinole board? Wrapped in a trash bag, taped yep. to the outside of your box.
0: It was when I got mine last year. I didn't get one this year, but yes, that is how they okay. how they how they do it. Don't it's, okay. It's Mayday. You you take them for the company they are. That part didn't really surprise me.
2: I mean, it, it did surprise me. <laughs> it's, it surprised me.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I have,
2: I just want to make sure that that wasn't like.
0: Can you okay, cat. I need to shut this podcast down Every, week after week you just walk over all of my equipment like a like a like a king of Tokyo, but yet Loki's <laughs> dancing around like a ballerina and make sure not to step on a thing. I don't get you.
1: I'm just waiting for one day for like um, either our intro or outro song to start something's playing. Gonna
0: hit. Something's gonna hit. And I'm not gonna edit it, let's be real. It's not just gonna clapping. happen. Um, did, did you order the the screws? Yes. Were they in your package?
3: Yes. Okay. They were. They were in. The, I think they were in the trash bag with the uh, the bag. Of course.
0: I haven't. Might have been okay, sitting okay, in the okay. other room. I haven't actually opened my packages up yet to look at them. I really should do that. Yeah. Like <laughs> tomorrow, maybe.
1: They're finishing up the shipment of. Uh, apparently, I ended up in wave two of all this oh, cool. i don't know i i don't know but so but they're finishing up sh- sending out the wave one stuff so
0: it felt so good to play cool. again mom wrecked us oh as she tends to do now uh, it's uh, very very aggravating
1: her first shot she got it in that 20 hole and you're just like God very damn it. very
0: very <laughs> aggravating <laughs> ours is sitting
3: right in front of us because i want to play it. as soon it's, as we're done it's so good I'm excited. Casey's um, dad
1: is king of fourth place, but always trying to be the smack talker the whole time.
0: Because it used to be you. That sounds about right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it used to be me, and then he he stopped playing good, but he yeah. still decided that he was going to. Sounds like him. Trash talk.
0: <laughs> we uh we finally got restaurant rivals out. And I'm, yeah, I'm, saw the pictures. I'm very mad that we a didn't play it with you. And B didn't main, <laughs> didn't play it until now when it showed up in November. Yeah. I'm yeah. very mad at myself. It's, <laughs> it's great.
1: It's really fun. Yeah.
0: It's with two people. It's a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So the quick, the quick TLDR, there is up to eight players. Okay.
1: Which just seems so um, insane.
0: I know which but would make round two actually exciting. Cause in a two player game, round two is not exciting. Um, so you, you randomly get two chefs and you pick the one you want and you also randomly get two restaurants, um, with two people. Um, okay. and each chef has some special ability and each restaurant is a different cuisine and they also have their own special abilities that they get, uh, third level, seventh level and 15th, I want to say. Um, and the whole point is you just need to, you need to be the most popular restaurant. So you want to get 20 popularity points. That's okay. it. Okay. Very basic. The The art is very yellow. Like, Lara's like, is this the guys who make King of Tokyo? I was like, it's not. <laughs> but the font and the card layout is almost exactly the same. Interesting. Um,
1: Which, I don't care. I oh, love yeah, King of Tokyo so much. It's so, like,
0: there's, there's three rounds. Round one is uh, money and move. So, you always make $300. Um, but okay. you can uh, upgrade your... Restaurant to get a social media manager, which gets you another hundred dollars, and you can get a celebrity endorsement, which can get you another hundred dollars. So you can make upwards of five hundred around, guaranteed. Um, cool. So you do that, and then you um, kind of like X Wing, you have a dial that you pick where on the board you want to go. You can get um, meat, dairy, bread, fruit, vegetables, or the mystery mart, and or or the island. Uh, which is, like, in the center, and then you pick where you want to go and you put it face down, and it says, like, ready to move, which is kind of clever. So when everyone's face down, you flip it up, and you put your character on the location where you want to go and on a specific um, ingredient, ingredient, like the one that you want the most. Hmm. So that's the end of round one. Round two, you have one minute, so it comes with a timer. Apparently the app sucks on your phone, so I'm not even going to (laughs) bother trying to download it. Um you have a timer and in that 1 minute you can uh you have to buy um you can buy as much as you want of money you have at that counter specifically okay and if two people are on the same uh ingredient the same card. ingredient you actually have to bid back and forth about who's going to pay more to get that ingredient nice and at the same time you can then barter with other chefs whether they're at your sec- your spot or not to trade ingredients and trade recipes, which you have a basic and a gourmet recipe. So you have one minute to do that. So with two players, I mean, it never took a minute ever. So we just didn't do the timer because it didn't, it didn't matter because the rule is also, if you're in the middle of negotiation at the end of that one minute, you get to finish. Like you don't have to just cut your conversation short. So more people, I'm sure that actually matters with two. it, It just doesn't. Um, then after that, you uh, when you buy ingredients, you put them, it's all public knowledge except for action cards, completely public knowledge, so you can see what ingredients every chef has. Um, mm-hmm. If you can um, cook, cool, you cook your thing, it gets you um, popularity points, uh, a bonus popularity point if it's the same cuisine that your restaurant specializes in. Um, and then you discard all of the cards, and it also gets you garbage, so you have to get you know, the wasted food essentially. And if you don't get rid of your garbage by selling it at the aisle or by paying money to dispose of it, let's say you had four pieces of garbage and you made a, um, a dish that got you five popularity. You actually only Mm -hmm. get one popularity because you have four trash. So there's kind of a, a little middle ground to figure out how it all works. And you play till 20. Um, everything slides down to the right. If there's an ingredient in the last spot, it, expires. So you take it off the board and then you flip another one. Easy peasy. Cool. That uh, sounds really cool. It's, it was, it was great. And I will say it, the, the, the plastic inserts are very good. They, mm-hmm. they definitely serve their purpose. It's really funny that instead of, so the warehouse like thing on the Island is where you can buy your upgrades. And the discard is instead of putting the different shop titles on the plastic, they give you a sticker sheet. To put on the plastic, so you know where to discard the cards, essentially. Nice. But we got the bento box, cleverly named, uh, the wooden inserts for the game. Yeah. And it is so, so much better, it's not even funny. Like, there's actually <laughs> card dividers, and it's etched into the wood, the stuff you want. The dumpster looks like a dumpster. Like, nice. it's it's so much better. And then it also doubles as, it has, a like, a topper that you slide into it. Um, for the warehouse, so your cards don 't go flying everywhere it was it was it's, it, it, it 's it's fantastic it 's one of the best I, although I was going to say i
1: think it 's one of the best uh, game store inbox storage devices that we have it was crazy in our
0: and it was yet another wood company that wasn 't yeah. broken token or Meeple Realty nice stone something i don 't remember <laughs> it was cool though. But we finally played it, and it felt good.
1: It's a fun game.
0: Um, we also played Azul fifty two eleven. Have you heard of this? No.
1: Apparently fifty two eleven is an, a a a game in and of itself, but the Azul is the collector's yeah, just edition the, version just, of it.
0: Yeah, they skinned it Azul yeah. stuff. Okay. So the whole point of it is, it's kind of like it's kind of like gin. Yeah, um, where you get five cards round one, you put two cards down uh, and ev- everyone plays them face down. So you don't know what's happening. And the goal is to either get X amount of roosters, this mythical thing in Portuguese culture. Um, okay. And you want to get that number on the dot between everybody. But if you don't get that number on the dot, then it goes towards you hope that you have the same color on the dot with everybody. And then if that doesn't happen, then it's the next color that is just the most. And then okay. whatever that is, you put face down in your score pile and you play until the deck runs out. Yeah. And then you score the victory points based on how much is in your thing and you're done.
1: Yeah, it's like a... Very fast. Yeah, it's kind of like gin and... Uh, why can't I think of... Uh, I don't know. What is Gorus Maximus based off of It's Euchre? Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it's like Gin, euchre, and Go Fish kind of had a weird baby. <laughs> it's an interesting. It's a fun game.
0: The cards are. It's 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 a it's a backpack game. It's a when we're waiting yeah. for the doors to open next year kind of game. The nice. old, I have one complaint about it. Oh yeah. The yellow is so bright. It's so bright. It hurts. Like it's not a good yellow. Like it's not neon yellow. I don't know what it's like. The sun was printed on a card.
1: I didn't get the color. It's awful. We went a couple rounds before either one of us got it. And Casey went, oh my God, it's so bright. And I was like, what's so bright? And then I pulled the card. I was like, oh, is it the yellow one? It's
0: it's not. It's (laughs) it's not good. I don't know what they were thinking. It was not a good choice. It was not a good choice.
1: (laughs) Mostly because, like, the Azul yellow is kind of a muted tone. It's not like it's it's in in your face. And it's
0: only in one of the three games. Like, there isn't a yellow, and it's not even the yellow that's in Summer Pavilion. It's a different yellow. It doesn't make sense. Like, if you're doing basic Azul, there's no yellow. Why do you have yellow cards? Like, (laughs) you you already... It's
1: kind of yellow. It's like a yellowy
0: orange.
2: But it's still like orange. It's not. not, There's no
1: mistaking it
2: for yellow.
0: It's oh god. It's yeah. It was and I am. I like my colors. I did not like that color.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, Thor! What do you? You just moved the microphone. He's got.
0: He's got big butt. (laughs) Um. So there's there was there was there's there was some news that came out. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um. Let's start with a Kickstarter thing. Uh Massive Darkness 2 from Simon, doing what Simon does throwing things on Kickstarter and raking in the money like it's nobody's business right 21 hours to go at time of recording so you're a week late when you hear this so sorry they are already over 3 million oh dollars oh oh the all in pledge is 490 dollars wow um the base the base game alone is a hundred the 145 makes the most sense that comes with that and like the campaign expansion pretty much then if you just want all of the gameplay expansions it was 275 if you wanted all of the expansions plus the 3d bridges doors and all the other stuff to make it look good it was 340 and then 490 for all of that stuff, plus more additions, plus sleeves for every single card, a one of the coolest like it almost looks like a magazine rack for cards like to organize <laughs> for everything. It looks great. Um mm. there's just a lot going on and they obviously have passed like they wanted 300,000 and they have they they've got a million times that. Crazy. Still 21 hours to go, so it's only going to keep going up. <laughs> um are you okay
1: i had one of those moments where it my joint my ankle like locked and it felt like it needed a crack and it wouldn't crack Oh, okay so I, was, I finally I got it to pop
0: just look over and see you freaking out
1: oh my god it hurts so bad
0: <laughs> um wormwood's gaming table is still doing insane as it does, I actually just wrote an uh, a, a quick little article about it on what you're playing if anybody wants to read it um about the table and just how I just could not justify <laughs> the minimum amount of money
2: <laughs> right it's, yeah. just,
0: it's so much and, and here's the That's problem crazy. the table's worth it. you know the quality. there will not be a table with better quality there's just there just won't be if you want a nice wood table, you're not going to find a better one right. Yeah, but it's so much money.
2: This, Thor, this God cat
1: bless is it. gonna kill me. Uh, <laughs> Literally, uh, dude. And they still you got have like no spatial concept.
0: They've got like 50, 50 days left. Still, they're gonna be, they're gonna be fine. My problem with them right now is if you were at again at time of recording, which is the twenty fourth of August,
1: Wait, right? For- off the table
0: if you backed it right now you're in wave 12
2: oh my god
0: which Jeez. is march 2022
2: oh my god wow. <laughs> but, I mean, but i mean they're building you a friggin table oh, yeah.
0: yeah it's it's, it's crazy like- it's
1: 100 justifiable but at the same time I, I i'm going crazy waiting for my four kickstarters to arrive and i knew that they weren't going to get here until i think i have one that possibly is coming next month Maybe two next month, one in October, and then another one that's not coming until like April of next year. So, so and just, that's driving me nuts.
0: So, <laughs> just to put it in perspective, okay, the least amount you can spend is a Lily Putt topper. So, not even a table, just a topper. Right. In uh, which your gaming space is sixteen and a half inches by thirty six inches, so not a lot. Yeah. Right, And the table in total is 24 by 44 in the most wow. basic maple wood. Okay. How much do you think that costs?
2: Too much.
0: <laughs> it's really not bad. For that, I'm going to say 400. There you want to guess. Hannah is too much. Will is 400. What was Hannah's? Too much, <laughs> too
1: much. Oh, okay. I, I, I get. What you're saying. Uh, seven fifty. It's only three hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. But again,
0: yeah. that's just for the it... topper. I think adding the legs was a hundred dollars a leg. Oh, that's geez. crazy. Now I will say there's also con- there's conversion Did kits I... that can take it from a co- that's a coffee table. Right. You can make it a full size one. What, Hannah?
2: does that consider shipping because shipping on that is going to be ridiculous. No, it's like a
0: hundred bucks in shipping. This is before shipping. And again, and no, and no accessories, no nothing. The blandest of the bland that you can get. Right. The most expensive one, again, just base. You can get is the large table, which is the game space of 36 inches by 88.5.
2: Okay, that's so large.
0: Slightly bigger than the one that we have. Ours right. is thirty-eight wide by sixty-nine long. Like it's 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 a little bit bigger. Um, and right. the total table is forty-four by ninety-six, and it does mm-hmm. the thing like yours, where instead of slotting in on the top, it's all magnetic things on the top, which cost you more money. That's not part of the table. I just want to make sure right. that we understand this. <laughs> in in Purple Heart. Oh. Who wants which, is to, their- which? That's the most expensive wood, and like per- okay. purple heart is like the wood that everybody wants. It's the one that I've always yeah. wanted. It's literally it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Who who wants to take a guess at this? This is for a table, so not a topper. This is if for a full table. Full table. Hannah. Uh,
2: my guess is going to be ridiculous. Um. It's not okay for me to say too much again. <laughs> no, it's no. <laughs> super I, I too mean, much. I'm right.
0: Let's, we're I'm put right. It's too. It's it's too much for the normal person.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go with it costing seventy five hundred dollars.
0: Okay. Will. I was gonna say six grand. Okay.
1: Is this for the coffee table?
0: No, this is the the biggest the the, purple heart. The biggest table table. Okay. So it went this the the base the baseline from okay. the, the cheapest thing you can get before accessories and shipping to the most expensive thing before okay shipping and accessories just, be, just
1: because since I was looking in, of, at their coffee table, so I already know what the coffee table large pricing is. So I'm gonna go with very close to Hannah. I'm gonna go with eight grand.
0: Hannah's the closest. Seventy <laughs> seven hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah.
1: Because the large purple heart coffee table is four thousand dollars. That's so. It's like, again, if
0: it's you, a beautiful table. If you if you are someone who can afford that, and like this is the table that you're gonna. You, this table's not gonna go bad on you ever. It's not gonna happen. It's easy for transport yeah. if you move. Plus, again, it's a normal table on top of that. That's just so. It's so expensive.
1: See, I yeah. would be so it's, afraid of like somebody. Like you have that one gaming friend that won't listen to your "you need to put a coaster underneath that right now," and then you <laughs> kick them in the head.
0: They have some weird thing that says when their little slats attached to the table, it's leak proof. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that's possible.
1: That's great, but when I believe it, yeah. But when somebody puts their coke can down on your table.
2: You and respect put that a word. coaster
1: underneath it. And then your $4,010 table has a beautiful ring mark on it for the rest of ever. <laughs> Good God.
0: So expensive. So expensive.
2: You know what we could buy for that money? So many more Calyx. <laughs> <laughs> a motorcycle. A
0: motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll buy a whole motorcycle for that. <laughs> for does. less than that. Or a, ta-
0: or a gaming table with no accessories. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just thinking, probably no,
1: built $1, one of those. Seventy yeah. seven hundred dollars would take down the remainder of my car payment. To I think I owe probably like between nine and ten thousand of that uh, dollars left on my car. So, but you can
0: get yeah. you can get a purple heart table. Yeah,
2: that's great. But <laughs> or
1: or I could be even closer to owning my car. No, nah, not worth it. <laughs>
2: mm, you know what else we could buy for that? A like timeshare in Indianapolis? Six lawnmowers. <laughs> six zero-turn lawnmowers. Oh, God, that'd be so good. Right? Because we need six of them.
0: <laughs> you need five. You, you got to get one m- here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But when one runs
3: out
1: of gas, you just go, Oh, right, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just keep them at different oh.
2: spacing of your yard. That's right. Yeah. well I mean we have four sections of the yard it would take this 10 minutes yard
0: well. this is the front yard mower different colors this it's all color coded yeah.
3: mm-hmm. this one's for that hill
0: Crazy. <laughs> um, what else we got there is a bunch of games workshop announcements a whole bunch um, I'm just gonna quickly go through them House of Iron for Necromunda so there's a new gang coming in um, the Orlock Arms Masters and Wreckers, more ex- like the first actual expansion to a gang that already exists. Mm. Um, that's real cool. Uh, new 40K stuff called Crusade Beyond the Veil Mission Pack. Um, and they announced Vertigus, which is the first battle Battlezone uh, terrain box that they have coming out. It looks really neat. Um, there's another mission pack called Tactical Deployment. Uh, war cry has a new starter box coming out called catacombs. This is now fights taking place underneath the city, essentially in hell um, hmm. with two brand new uh, chaos place. Also, it's actually really cool. Cause on the map that comes with it, there's actually lava that actually has rules. So like you need to go over the bridges that you have to make,
1: nice. which That's is pretty
0: cool. neat. Um, Warhammer underworlds also known as shade spire. As far as I'm concerned, Uh, season four is coming out it's called dire chasm um the only thing i care about is they finally showed a stinking skink which means seraphon are finally coming and i might pick up the box again because i like (laughs) the game in the first place and now i can play my lizards nice um beast grave is getting new arena packs so some new maps and stuff before that season ends Age of Sigmar has a new uh, box called shadow and pain. It looks to be a new, um, a Slannish and a new chaos, uh, armies that will fight off against each other. I think that's it. That's it. They had a lot of announcements going on. That's crazy. Uh, steam has released a teaser for their new game coming out in their new Kickstarter. That's coming out in summer. Yep. Um it they've picked a very interesting title to make a board game out of. So it's become very apparent that Steamforged has just signed a Capcom agreement. Like or if less. if Capcom has made a game, it's probably coming to the tabletop. They've already done Devil May Cry. Um I'm sure they got other stuff in the works, but this one is Monster Hunter. And I just know, are they just going to try to use the giant casts that they're doing for um, Dark Souls to make these giant monsters?
3: Dark Souls, or um, they've got the giant red dragon coming for epic encounters.
0: I think they're just finding that that's going to be their shtick. Is they're just going to make some giant plastic minis that look above average?
3: Yep, the Thunderjaw for Horizon.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. It's just... Monster Hunter, I don't know how you make a, a, a board game out of that when it's all literally about getting to the end and just fighting, like seeking out that specific stuff for loot. Like, I'm very interested in how they're going to do this. Um, yeah,
3: I almost feel like it's going to turn into a poor man's uh, King of Death.
0: I'd be okay with that.
3: Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst, right? I'm,
0: I'm going, when I think of stuff like that, I think of Oath Swarm because it's very King of yeah. Deathy, but they found the stuff. That doesn't make it Uber hardcore. Like you don't have <laughs> to glue minis together every time you make someone new, you just pop the arm off and put a new one on, kind of deal. So that's new from Steam Forged. Uh that's yeah, summer next year, they said. Yep. Yeah. Um and the last news is some Dungeons and Dragons news. Do, do 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 where did it go. <laughs> Song. that's what i do it's good. um so along with uh Icewind Dale, the new campaign setting that's coming out in september right uh the the new book that will be coming out is tasha's cauldron of everything Money hmm. be known from the spell tasha's hideous laughter right um It is expanding. I wish I had the article that I found this morning, and I just don't. Um, So I'm slightly misquoting this. (laughs) Uh, It was something like 20 official subclasses um, from the UA, uh, which uh, UA and something else maybe we just like generic playtest stuff. I don't quite remember. There was a whole, someone posted a list of everything that was in there. Um, they updated artificer um, to, to tweak some things, uh, new spells. Um, it w- it's essentially a new Xanthers. new races were coming out. So it's, it's, it's a companion to Xanthers guide to everything, but it's called Tasha's cauldron of everything. Okay. Um, I really wish I knew I I I was on my work laptop, of course, so I can't <laughs> I can't find it. But someone had like a here's exactly every little bit that's gonna be there. Uh there are new classes for new subclasses for cleric, druid, bard, paladin, and wizard. Really, is that all that you're gonna tell me in that one particular article? You suck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm still on the $7,700 table.
1: <laughs> I
2: just, I can't, I have a hard time spending large amounts of money. I don't yes. know that I would be able, even if I had it, if it, even if I had the extra money, I don't know that I would be able to spend $7,700 on a table,
0: That's people, whether or not
2: I liked it.
0: People who have FU money are the people who are going to get the Purple Heart table.
2: Like I could be, I could be Jeff Bezos and still have a problem spending seventy seven hundred dollars on a oh, table.
0: That, yeah, that's you.
2: I could be Bill Gates Rich,
0: <laughs> with, and I'd with, still be like, mm, nope, no. Mm-hmm. done. Take it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll put it in the seventh. I, I'll put it in the seventh guest room.
2: I, I cry. I cry when I spend lots of money. That's true. I couldn't do it.
0: I would do it without all. Oh. If I, if I if I if I if I had if I had fu money and I could just throw it away and not think without question, yeah, agreed. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Couldn't do
2: it. <laughs> I'm with you, Hannah. <laughs> just just thinking about it makes me want to drink. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that book will come out November seventeenth. <laughs> just um,
1: swooping right back along. This is actually really cool.
0: Uh, So September 18th through 20th is the D and D celebration this year. Um, Obviously because D and D live didn't happen. This one isn't going to be in person either. So here's what they're doing. This is, this is so cool. They want this to be the single biggest game of dungeons and dragons ever. They're trying to set a world record essentially. So you register through the portal um, through the D and D celebration event portal, you'll be able to sign up for an adventure league game session. That is a two hour adventure perfect for levels one through four um, and new like gear and stuff is provided for people to play all the proceeds and the ticket sales are going to extra life. Nice. Um, plus it also unlocks featured games, panels and other different things, but they're like the amount of games that are open between fantasy grounds and roll 20 just for anybody to play is awesome. <laughs> Three cool. three days of, nope, we're just turn and burn, keep going, keep going, keep going, on top of, like, the main stage and stuff.
3: That's Look, cool. That's
0: really cool. So, and that will time up with the Icewind Dale launch is all the same, Um, the same weekend. Nice. And that was all the news that I found that got announced lately. Anybody got anything else that they can think of? I think so. Ow.
1: See- no, I'm just I'm just cracking everywhere.
0: That was so loud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, Will, what uh, what game you want to tell us about?
3: I'm uh, actually gonna kind of talk about a string of games because they're all the same general idea, um, just different variations on the theme, uh, and that is the series put out by Academy Games. They've got uh, Birth of America, which includes 1812 and 1776 and 1750-something. I can't remember the last one. Uh, and they've got the Birth of Europe series, the only one of which that we've played is uh, 878 Vikings, uh, which is what I'm going to kind of focus on because Vikings. Right? Um, but, yeah, a really cool series of games. Uh, Academy is out of Ohio. I forget the city now. Ashland. Head. Ashland. That's right. Um, which we drove past,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and they are history-focused games. And so, what's what I think is really cool is that you your board is basically the country that you're playing in. So, uh, Vikings is um, medieval England, uh, 1776, and 1812 are variations on the United States and Canada respectively. Uh, and it's like risk except it doesn't suck like risk. (laughs) Um,
0: well, it doesn't take a month,
3: right? Yeah. Um, every game is for two to four players. If you're two players, you're playing two factions. If you've got four players, you split it up. Uh, but there are uh, basically two allied factions on each side, and sometimes you've got some extra things thrown in. So for Vikings, uh, one side is the um, is the English, and they are either the House Carls, which are kind of the uh, uh, I don't want to say the weaker, but there's the House Carls and the Thane. Uh, one is noble, one is kind of middle class, I guess, for lack of a better word. And then if they are defending a city, which we kept forgetting about when we were playing. Uh, You can also call in the feared, which are just the peasants who are fodder. Um, If you're on the Viking side, you've got one person as the berserkers and the other is the Norsemen. Um, If you look at 1776, uh, which is the one I'm going to go to more often because that's the one we own in physical version. Um, Of the
2: Birth of America series.
3: Right. I've got 1812 on Steam. Uh, Both of those are on Steam. I'm hoping Vikings comes to Steam as well. Um but the Birth of America series, you've got the um Continental Army and the uh militia, Continental Militia playing against British loyalists and uh British regulars. Um and then it's kinda cool, they've got Hessian mercenaries and um French not mercenaries but French assistants, and then there's also a, a neutral Native American faction which shows up in certain colonies. Um, but the idea is you've got your map. Uh, it'll tell you at the beginning of the game where to start up. Most of these, uh, including Vikings, have different scenarios that you can play. So you start in different spots, uh, basically changing who controls what, and it's usually reflective of a historic situation or historic conflict. Um, and so you uh, set out your, your starting units, uh, and then much like Risk, you have a reinforcements phase. And so every... Um, Person, you're gonna. You, and I should say you go in random turn order as opposed to risk. So, you have a bag of colored cubes, and you draw one cube out at a time, and that tells you whose turn it is. And that person then uh, adds reinforcements based on what uh, counties or what part of the colonies you control. Um, and then, if you have any units that have fled in battle, you can put those back out. Uh, And then you play a card from your hand, uh, which I think is neat, and that card will tell you how many armies you can move that turn uh, and how many spaces each of those can move. Um, Each one has kind of different rules for how they move. Um, Looking at Vikings specifically, there's not a lot of restrictions in English, but um, the Vikings have a cool kind of ability, for lack of a better term, where if you're the leader of that army and you move into a uh, particular county, I don't know the cat just freaked out.
2: I think he's chasing his tail.
3: Gotcha. Um, you can kind of just st- keep steamrolling through enemy units if you kind of wipe them out on your first attack. It uh, doesn't come up often, but it's a neat little addition that kind of tweaks their play style. Uh, but you do your movement, then you resolve any combat, uh, which is similar to Risk where you're rolling die against the opponent, but instead of numbered die, each unit has a colored die that corresponds to their uh, their unit, and you either get a hit, you get a flea, in which case your one of your units goes away into a reserve, uh, or you get the option to move them to a neighboring controlled colony and essentially reserve them to fight in the next battle if it comes up. Um, and some dice have blanks on them, a couple of them, but not many. Uh, each of the of the units is a little bit stronger, so like the Berserkers, for instance, most of the sides on their die are hits. And then I think there's one flee and one fallback um, or command. Uh, the feared being the peasants there's I think two hits, two blanks and two fleas. So they're not super useful. Uh, but it is kind of a neat way to introduce variation. You resolve your conflicts and then you move on to the next random person. And the game plays out that way. Uh, every single one of these games plays out that way until everybody has played or everybody on one side has played a movement card. That's got a treaty on it. Uh, So just like any of the actual historical conflicts, all these games end with a treaty being signed. There are different event cards that you can throw in to uh, bring in more units or surprise an enemy. And uh, One of the ones that we used during the um, game that we played on stream is you can just automatically uh, convert two Norsemen to Christianity and they become English units. Which was, is kind of cool.
1: It was rude <laughs> is what it was. <laughs> like,
3: no. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of really cool things like that, and most of the cards also have a, you know a brief description of uh, what happened if it's an event like that. It's either a, a quote or just a real quick historical kind of tidbit, which is really neat.
1: I was going to uh, say, i and the... sorry, I liked when we yeah. were when we were playing, and I was looking through everything just kind of to get an idea of what the cards were because you could do different things with them is that in the directions and in the booklet, It they do yeah. have, like, how uh, armies were traveling around the English Isle as these battles were going on. And I was like, this is really cool and a lot more effort in a game than I would ever put into one if I was making it.
3: Yeah, right? Academy kind of really lives up to their name there, where they provide you some really good context for what all is going on. And... I think part of the reason I like them so much is that when uh, I was in grad school, we had a professor who offered after class to play war games with us as a way of teaching us uh, World War II naval conflicts in the Pacific. Um, And that kind of helped get me into war gaming in general. Um, And I can see the Academy games being useful for things like that. With the exception of Agents of Mayhem, because that hasn't happened yet.
0: Crap, does that mean that it's gonna? Maybe. Sweet. They're time travelers. <laughs> the,
2: Academy, the Academy team are actually time travelers. That's
0: right. I mean, I'm in for it. <laughs> so, um,
3: yeah, like I said, Birth of America, we've, we've only got the one version, and um, I think it was fairly bare bones. You know, there's like one or two quality of life improvements that you can purchase for it. Um, what I liked about Vikings is that they also started doing miniatures again that's my weakness and so they have leader miniatures for the leader of each uh, of the viking armies um they've got building miniatures so one of the rules that we didn't play with is that certain counties have churches in them and certain have like other government structures or forts or whatever else and those can change what happens when you move into or take over that county um And then they've got the the Viking Age expansion, which, like I said, has a whole lot of scenarios. And it It really doesn't change much else about the game, but adds a whole lot of different uh, starting conditions and uh, potential events that can happen and things like that. So uh, I know they came out with another one. It would have been two Gen Cons ago. Mm -hmm. Now three. I don't remember. It was your first one, the Mm -hmm. lady's first one, um, called Mary Nostrum which was mm-hmm. based on the Mediterranean world. And that one looked to be a little bit more empire building where you uh, have to manage resources and things like that.
2: But that makes sense for the time for period and yeah. the location that they chose as well.
3: Yeah. So. So, uh, So yeah. One thing uh, that is different from Vikings compared to the other uh, Birth of America series, too, that I really like is that rather than just randomly reinforcing into a city, which sometimes happens for the Vikings, um, they have a reinforcement deck. So you shuffle it at the beginning of the game and then you flip a card over every turn and it's either added units that go into an army that you've already got or it's one of the new leaders that comes in. Oh. Um, and, and so you set up the card kind of like a longship, put all the units on that card, and then you sail it on to one of the coastal, unit, uh, coastal counties and start an invasion from there. Uh, and the longer the game goes on, the less restrictions there are on the Vikings as to where they can invade. And uh, usually the forces get a little bit stronger. So um, it, it kind of puts a cool emphasis, and again, a historical emphasis on the English that, you know, if you don't plan for it at the beginning of the game, you can get really far behind and start getting steamrolled later on. So that's pretty much it. They're really straightforward games. They have a lot of rules, but it's definitely one of those games where you sit down and you start playing through a turn or two, and it starts moving pretty quick.
0: it, it the, the standard by turn three, you're like, okay, I got what's going on here. Yeah, with with absolutely. slight little things.
1: Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. The,
0: the other thing that I really like about again, I can only speak on Vikings because that's the one that we played. The mm-hmm. even the art style on the cards is old school military wargaming like. Yeah.
3: Or they, even like textbook style. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's at that. It's got, it's got a good, nothing is highly detailed cause it doesn't, it doesn't need to be. That's not right. the point.
1: I, I think yeah. I also liked it because it kind of does feel like when you're looking at certain cards just in general, it kind of looks like art that you would find in a art museum of just something that could be just, it's a battle description type painting mm-hmm. of what was going on. And it's like, I, I dig that it's, and as you said, it's Academy does seem like they did a lot of research to make their things look the way that they should. And I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah Here, for sure. Here's the real question <laughs> in 1776 in that other series <laughs> and well, any game otherwise. Yeah, Uh, Is there a neoprene mat that actually makes the game playable, unlike the hardboard, where I don't understand how they thought it (laughs) works?
3: That's a really good point, and for anybody who's not aware, um, and and maybe they just, I will, to kind of short answer, no, there's not. Um, Maybe they were aware that the board for Vikings was so small they needed something better, and that's why they made the neoprene, and they made it... I don't know, 50% larger. It, it's it's
0: drastically different. Yeah.
3: Significantly different. Um, but with 1776, the the board is bad. The board may or may not be smaller or not, or uh, larger.
2: It's not a problem, though.
3: But it's not a problem. Everything is spaced out so much better. I
2: think the reason that it becomes a problem in Vikings is because you have literal hordes of Vikings and that's the other thing. invading yeah. on a ship card. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's I don't. I don't effect. think. I don't think there's ever a situation in 1776 where you've got more than ten units in your army, generally.
2: Mm, I don't remember that well.
3: I mean, if if you really stacked them up all in one place and went ham on it, you could build up a horde. But it it to me didn't seem like that because there are more fronts that you're fighting on. Right. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, their whole point is that they're invading in one small location and they have to spread their way through the co- through the continent or through the the, island, the European Isle. Um, whereas with 1776, you're fighting all up and down the East Coast mm-hmm. in multiple fronts at once. Mm-hmm. And so you're much more spread out than you are in Vikings. I think that's probably part of it.
2: Agreed. I have a question for you. <laughs> you already know I enjoy this game, but since you're the reviewer, I'm going to ask you what you think. Sure. Do you find these games one-sided?
3: Sometimes. Um I definitely I've yet to see a victory for the English. Did we win. I don't remember No. If we won. No. Uh, yeah, we did I not. Don't I yet. mean against no. us?
1: No. No. no we could have. We
3: could have <laughs> and with to be fair. Another turn or two.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, you guys did let us get away with not keeping uh right. some guys in the area that we had taken over. So that would have yeah. flipped back to you guys, but nobody paid so, attention. Wait. And then you guys—if
2: you weren't talking about the game with Casey and Lara, which one are you talking about? That was the one I was talking about. Oh, okay. No, we did not win. We didn't win Casey that one. We
3: won the demo that we played as but Vikings and but like the, yeah, as like and
2: and any other time we've played, the Vikings won.
3: Right, and I think I think that comes down to I don't know if it's necessarily that it's one sided, but I think it comes down to the fact that one side requires much more strategy and forethought.
2: And we're not chess players.
3: And yeah,
0: right. I, I can agree. It, it, if, if, yeah. if it's Vikings, it's very, all right, well, we're going to go there, there, there punch a lot yeah. and then walk away. Yeah. Like exactly. you don't have to, you don't have to plan to be attacked and be able to handle it. You just had to plan on, all right, where can we hit and try not to thin ourselves? Yeah. Here's- but, it's, but once once you start going down the map, it's very you you can leave a couple in the back. It's not gonna. Yeah, it's like not it's, not gonna, it's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt you. Yeah,
1: yeah but I exactly. mean, like when you, when you initially come off that ship, and if you're gonna attack, it's gonna be like two guys against at
2: minimum seven, and it's like, well,
1: yeah,
2: who's gonna win? One yeah. of one of the things that I find interesting about risk is that you don't have to play risk. To be historically... Like, risk doesn't always end up as history had it. Oh, no, absolutely. Whereas, I feel like these are stacked a little more.
3: Intending to follow history the way it happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I don't... And and while the history nerd in me appreciates that... Right. The...
3: (laughs) Competitive gamer.
2: Competitive (laughs) board gamer, which is the only place I'm ever competitive... (laughs) Really, it really gets upset with that. Yeah, I see that because because I while I would be happy to go into every single game and say I want to play the Vikings and you can fuck off, <laughs> I don't think you'd appreciate that. No. And the same goes for the colonies. That one I feel like is a little more evenly stacked because because the colonies really shouldn't have won. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. with 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 everything that was thrown against them, that was that was hard. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the Vikings had it easy, but I feel like I've never seen the English win. <laughs> never.
3: Yeah. I get that like I said, it, it requires you have to have a solid strategy as the English from the very mm-hmm. first turn. And yeah. and it's just not... And, and the other thing is, too, a lot of times, it's a board game that is kind of a war game. Your, your, your want is to fight back the Vikings. But the whole point of the game, as the English, is to not lose cities to the Vikings. And I think that's part of the problem, is that you... Forget you, your objective. If you forget what your objective is, and you start sending your units into the slaughter, then you don't have anything to defend those cities which
2: is historically
1: I, I will say one thing, though. Had we not been playing in teams, so if it had not been Casey and I, and then you two playing against us, and say it was just me and Bill, and I was playing Vikings, and you were playing the English, you probably <laughs> would have slaughtered me. I am terrible <laughs> at these types of games. So, and so I would have been like, yeah. uh, maybe this way? And you would have been like, yeah, I'm coming in. <laughs> okay, I Sure, I'm in. yeah, go
3: for that. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, no, I, like everything I said, it's that kind of chess mentality almost.
2: The first time we played 1776, there were three of us. Yes, and you it was played two on
3: one.
2: Yeah, played you English. played both of the English units. Yeah, and Aubrey and I each played one of the colonies, and we lost.
0: Yeah, yeah. Quick addendum: to and, that we've said it a lot. It's 1775. Is it seventy? I thought about that, but I couldn't see it somewhere. I'm I was. on the website. I was, I was just looking at yeah. it. Yeah, guys, can you, you just, tell that we used to, we work in Colony Williamsburg? We only know seventy six.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> should just go through before uploading this, and then just every time we say six, just five, uh, I, <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I don't know.
0: But yeah, that's so funny. This says seven seventy five, the American Revolution.
2: I just think it would be yeah. great. <laughs> oh well. But anyway,
0: anyway we, Vikings is the important one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then and then the next time around, it was like, hey, we should play again. I'm gonna play the English. And you kicked my ass. <laughs> I was like, well fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um that <laughs> one, you know, may, and maybe it's just that I suck at these.
0: Yeah, I don't know. God, looking, mm. looking, at, looking at Agents of Mayhem, it's just so funny how drastically different it is from everything else they've ever done.
3: Right. Uh, what is the other one? Because I think there's one that's French and Indian War.
0: There's a bunch. Is there? Um, oh, sorry. So in the vein of that, those are the four, like those types of games, head-to-head and area of control kind of stuff. It's... Uh, 1878 Vikings, 1754, the French and Indian War, 1775 Rebellion, which is the American Revolution, and 1812 Invasion of Canada, the War of 1812. Then they have the Conflict of Heroes series, which is squad-level tactical, which I have played. I don't know which one of these, but Kevin has one of them. Um, I don't know which one I've played. Um, Then there's a Strategic Historical Campaign... Um, called Fog of War with Strike of the Eagle. Then there's a they have one cooperative game called Freedom, uh, which is right. about freedom from the Underground Railroad. Um, and their newest game that I'm kind of interested to see when it comes out is called One Small Step. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it is the race to either be you're either the U S or the U S S R, and you want to get to the moon first.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: It is currently in late pledge Kickstarter.
1: Oh, I forgot they did
3: uh, Fife,
0: too. Haven't heard of Fife. Fife, France, 1429. Mare Nostrum Empires. Uh, And I had no idea they did Tudor. I've seen Tudor all over Recess.
3: Yeah, yep. I know Mare Nostrum has a sick neoprene mat, because I was
0: tempted to buy the
3: game. He almost bought it
2: just because of the mat.
0: Uh, (laughs) We're so the same person. (laughs) That's true. Can I tell you my excitement when um Here to Slay showed up and it had nine neoprene mats in it?
2: Oh my god. <laughs> I, lo-
0: I lost my mind with excitement.
1: He was like, what's in this box? <gasps> <There's> <gasps> More neoprene. I was I like, didn't oh know. Yeah,
0: essentially <laughs> every, every hero has their own neoprene mat just for graphics sake. That's awesome. But it just made me real happy. Where is the information?
3: Uh, they call it the giant map, map. There it is. Uh, you wanna, you wanna know the dimensions on this mini I do. The one for Mar For Mar it's 55 inches by 28.
2: Oh yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I even want the game, but I sure as hell want that map.
3: It it looks so good. I uh, it's a full this. color, full color Mediterranean. Uh, there, I call uh... I was like. I didn't know anything about the game. I was like, we need that needs to be our all in by this year.
2: And we did not end up with it because not. there's
3: yeah. something
0: else. Like
2: that. Please note it's just an upgrade. We did cartographers instead. <laughs> <did cartographers> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yep. Speaking of cartographers, if anyone has an Android or iOS device, which we know you do because we're listening, for five dollars no. bucks, there is now a digital cartographers and it's great. Yeah, it's great. I forgot that was the other news that we had. I'm highly hoping that it's going to come to PC just because and if you have on PC Root has a full-fledged official digital version of its game with 3D miniatures and fighting for 15 bucks. (laughs) It's only the base game right now, but if you like Root and you just don't have the people to play with like me it's going to be fun. But thank you all so much for listening. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. I
2: was just going to say, I do think it's interesting that every single podcast that we've done for like months now, we've always ended up talking about the role player games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best? I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm really trying to get Thunderworks to like us,
1: but <laughs> they have
0: liked a couple of our posts that did not have to do with them. This is true. I think Master Will's is also trying to suck up because they keep also liking the things that I post. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right. You like those things. Okay. Nice. I, I lied. I was I was going to end. I got to say one thing really quick because this is – it bl- blows my mind. So we posted the pictures on oh, Instagram of rival restaurants, right? And we tagged mm-hmm. the company, Gap Closer Games. As like, And we didn't even call them out. We just tagged them there they respond that one they like it i'm like oh sweet like i always like when the company sees it like when thunderworks sees the post about them stuff it makes it makes me happy with and, them stuff with our stuff um so i <laughs> i get i get a, a, an update saying that they like it and i was like very cool so then they comment on it and i'm like ooh maybe it's just them saying hey thanks for playing the game glad you like it this is what they said Love the tray for the coins. Mind if we ask where they came from? (laughs) Not a thank you. Nothing. Just, hey, man, that's a cool bowl. Like, (laughs) come on. Awesome. And isn't, I was it, like, isn't it the Board Game Geek I was like, it's Board Game Geek, dude. Come on. Yep. <laughs> it was just, oh, I was so mad. I was like, just give me a thank you and then ask about the bowls. It's fine. <laughs> but they only cared about the bowl. I was like, whatever. Don't be greedy. Daisy. Oh, that's funny. I was <sighs> oh, just, oh, good lord. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the
2: like was the thank you. Yeah.
0: I'll take it, I guess. this is really it's funny. It's better than nothing. It's just so funny that that's what they ask about. Just the bowl. <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. So good. He's such a whiny baby. No,
0: it's just funny. Well, thank you all for listening to us and all of our stuff that we talked about. Um, <laughs> next week is I'm going to make one of the ladies call I right now.
2: I'll do it.
1: Lara. Oh. Oh. I mean, unless Hannah, I feel you really want to
2: do it. It's okay. I was going to do no thank you, Evil, but I can wait. <laughs> I mean, you can totally go. I don't care. What are you going to talk about, Lara? Azul.
1: And okay, all of do the expansions
0: it. to it. I want it to be layered just so we have the back and forth thing going on.
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: Just for that. So next week, Azul and its many different variations at this point. Please don't forget to uh, rate and review us on your on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your podcatching uh, software is. Um, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Mostly Instagram, we're always posting pictures. Um, maybe the uh, you will start to see the... Virginia half of their new game room because it's a freaking sweet picture. Awesome. <laughs> the only reason I will say theirs is is edging us out a little bit is because they got cool LED lights and the room <laughs> just looks cooler. They That's got that fair. much. We got the shelves, but the overall, I think you guys have a way better aesthetic than we have. I will, I will say that for sure.
2: But Appreciate until next that. time,
0: you are welcome. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Until next time, roll some dice, flip some cards, defend your passions, and we'll see you all next week. Good night.